this is Patriot Nick, and you're listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast, where if you don't like what the host says, he'll threaten to fight you in the streets. Hey, I'm a girl. Oop, wait, that's not the right clip. Guess I have to fight you in the street now. Oop, there you go. Now here's your host. I'll fight you in the street. Eric Zane. I don't care where it is. I will fight you in the street. Imagine uh, Jimmy there and his uh, and his funky friends in Portland, Maine, busting that one out. I would love to go see him play. Uh, welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast. As you know, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my pers- and my personal adventures. I just almost spilled my coffee. Remember that back in the day. And uh, on the old free beer and hot wing show, yes, us uh, us great pals hanging out in the studio doing our thing. And then I had a cup of coffee and I, it slipped out of my hands. It fell right into the board. This brand new piece of equipment we had just gotten. And here I am like an idiot holding the coffee cup right over it. And it just fell right into that. It's like That's like a cardinal sin. I mean, seriously, that is... That is grounds for firing the amount of uh, trouble that that causes. But uh, yeah, it, it happened. There's video of it somewhere. Uh, my gosh. So uh, yeah, as I indicated, so glad that you are here today on this, the 1st of December. Here we go. In beautiful Michigan now, uh, the sun sets at like 5, 10 p.m. I... I, I here it is, fifty-one years old. I've I've never, I've never gotten used to that. Well, right now we sit at about between sunrise and sunset, nine hours, and a twenty-four hour day. And then on the other side of that, in six months, the sun's going to set at like nine twenty-five p.m. It's incredible. I don't know why I'm so blown away by that. Hang on, I got to drink this coffee. Hold on, another hit. One more hit. I meant two more. Now it's gone. It's gone, man. <laughs> Holy crap. So much to get into today. We have Dear Meathead in 56 minutes with my beloved 87 year old father uh talked to him at length yesterday and uh he's doing great he cannot wait uh to share time with you today on the show him and joanne i see kenny is in attendance and that reminds me i heard from his father i got a, a friend a friend request Kenny's father, who I know through here. And uh, I go, oh, I, I thought I was friends with, with Kenny's father. Kenny, shut up. God, you're going to wreck the goddamn story. <laughs> Jesus. 
Dude, I know what I'm doing. You're such... Hold on. God, you're so stupid. You're such a dumbass. I cannot believe how stupid you are. How are you this stupid? <laughs> no, I'm serious. How are you this stupid? Whoa, whoa. I'm telling, whoa, a, I'm telling a goddamn story. Would you let me tell the story? I know how to do this. Do you understand what I'm doing? Do you, and, and, and you do know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Oh my God! Will you, Echo, Kenny? Dude, pizza. Will, Holy shit! Will you let me do what I'm supposed to do? Is that okay? <laughs> oh my! What an asshole! That's it. Something's got to be done. Something has got to be done. Real funny. Hilarious. Uh, ah, fuck it. I'm not even going to do it now. All right. Hold on a second. Hold on a second here. All right. Breathe. Breathe. Got to be okay. No big deal. Got to be okay. No big deal. We'll just roll on. Nothing ever happened. Try so hard to keep that guy, to keep that guy, you know, everything above board, no matter how hard he tries. Wedding dress shopping day is today. Okay, now here's the story. Uh, Queen of the Forest says to me, oh my gosh, something amazing happened. I go, oh, okay, what's going on? She goes, well, it's a big shopping day uh, tomorrow. This is last night. Big shopping day tomorrow. And um, I go, okay, so uh, what, what's going on? We're going uh, shopping for wedding gowns. I go, oh, my God, you guys are so getting after it. I mean, here we are, uh, two weeks removed, virtually, from uh, Justin asking Jackie to marry uh, to marry him. And, and yes, it's happening. So uh, we had the, uh, the big thing where we went to the uh, venue and saw that place. Um, and you know, that was, that was great. And that looks like it's going to be, it's looking now like the date is going to be November 19th. So here we go. And then, uh, two days ago I go, Hey, uh, I get a phone call. Jackie says, Hey dad, uh, we got to put a deposit down on the photographer. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm here for. This is my job. This is, I have, I have prepared for this. Since I remember when Jackie was a little girl, I remember when she was a little girl and I was like, I got to start preparing for this. I, I must do this. I have to. This is I'm not kidding you when it comes to uh, dollars and cents. For me, it uh, basically is um, saving for weddings. Saving for when I get old and college, which, by the way. When, uh, when Jim said, Dad, I'm not going to college. I'm like, all right, smell you later. Looks like your sisters get that. Uh, Amanda says, did I have a stroke and miss the Kenny's dad story? I, I skipped it. I'm not even going to fucking talk about it. I'm not talking about him anymore. 
nope, I'm done. We are done. Nice guy. Love him. I am ignoring him from now on. We will not talk about it. He is fucking Voldemort from now on. He does not. He can't shut the fuck up. He made me so mad. I can't even tell the GD story. So no more discussion. No more discussion of he who shall not be named from Tennessee. You're out. You are kicked out. Uh, you can still watch the show, but I'm done. I am done. You, you, you cannot help yourself. You are beyond fucking help. Amanda, see what you did? You got me going again. He is now, he now has slits for a nose. He waves a wand. He walks around going avocadabra. Done. You're out. No, I'm not, I'm not telling another fucking thing. Maybe when I calm down, but right now, fucking out. Get the fuck out. Look at just shut the fuck up. Hey. <laughs> Holy shit. Such a dumbass. So uh, Diana says to me, um, we're going to this uh, bridal boutique. We're going to a bridal boutique to shop for a gown. This is after I spent the money on the photographer. Okay, great. Yeah, that sounds good. Too. Look at what these folks did. And they sent her a video. And you got a young a young lady. Uh, she goes, hello, Jackie. We're so excited about you visiting us tomorrow at so-and-so bridal boutique. And we just want to make sure that you have uh, uh, this. And they it, it's like this awkward shot. And she's got a, a like a, one of those uh, stemless uh, wine glasses. And it says Jackie on it. And she's holding it. And so we're going to give this to you, Jackie. And so, uh, you know, no doubt, fill it up full of wine, have her drinky, drinky. Maybe she the maybe a little bit looser in the decision making, you know. And so, the queen of the forest, she's like, "Oh my god, that's the great." That's the, I go, "Well, uh, that's smart. That's what you got to do. You got to go get that sale. That is uh, that is excellent. I'm really impressed with that." So today, off. That is the next step. I think. Okay, I have. I'm responsible, I believe. Now, I, hey, I went into the wedding. I'll, I'm, in, I'm responsible for everything. Okay, this is what you do. Uh, there's, there's tradition, you know, uh, father of the bride. That's it. Okay. Um, so I go, well, sounds good to me. And then, and then um, I heard through the grapevine that um, Justin's mother is planning on helping out with some of this cost. I'm like, well, it's entirely not necessary. No, no. She wants to pay for the booze. I go, whatever. You want to pay for the booze? Pay for the booze. I don't care. As long as everybody's happy, I don't care. I have one job here. And this is perfect for uh, Jacqueline, too. Perfect for Jacqueline. Because um, she, with the fight that we just got in, okay, um, that makes me really, really uh, wanting to behave. So I, I have no ground to stand here. None. No ground to stand here when it comes to anything 
uh, about this. I have to like behave myself after the hell that I put these, these people through the other day. My God. All right. So, um, you got dress, you got photographer, you've got hall, I guess, or venue food. Okay. I'm starting to formulate a number here. Okay. Three thousand photographer, roughly seven for venue. What do you? What do dresses cost? Thousand dollars? Let's just say a thousand dollars. That's eight. Food is three to five. Let's go high. Let's say that. So that's thirteen. What am I missing here? I don't know. If it's under 30, I'll be happy. Yeah, that is, that's a real thing. That is a real thing. Believe me, no complaints. No complaining from me. There will be no complaining whatsoever. The second I complain about this, this is the second I feel like an asshole. That's happening today. Uh, as you know, this show comes to you in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Thinking every day about Mike Gilmurray and Jennifer Gilmurray and his family up north. Hope you guys are doing okay as COVID runs rampant through their house for the second time. Oh, God. Have any of you people that um, sit, the, you, you patriots that sit around, go, well, I had COVID. I've got antibodies. I'm, I'm good. How many of you dumb shits uh, are thinking, are starting to wonder, well, maybe I'm not good? You know, because uh, uh, you can get sick again. Have you had more than one cold in your life, dumb fuck? Have you? Well, uh, perfect example. Uh, you're not out of the woods because you had COVID. Jesus. Well, anyway, uh, that's what's running through his household right now. I hope you're doing okay, buddy. And uh, I hope that... I, I'm wondering, have any of you... Because I think that we're all just too far gone. I don't think anybody's going to change their mind on anything. The only way, again, that we're going to uh, get anybody changing their mind, any of you uh, uh, tough guy patriots, is by if we get a variant that is 99.95 uh, 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 kill percentage. That is the only way. So that out of 100 people, 99 and a half will be dead if they get it. They're going to call it the fuck you variant. And God forbid if that happens. Believe me, I don't want that to happen. But if you get that, can you imagine how, how quickly they'll all be going, oh my God, I got to jump in my fucking diesel truck with truck nuts and go to the clinic. And then at the clinic, they go, nope, back of the line. Back of the line with your curved brim hat. Get in the back of the line, patriot. No, you wait totally kidding okay twitch.com or twitch.tv slash eric zane live twitch.tv slash eric zane live uh please follow the page uh up to as of yesterday 260 of you following on twitch twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or twitch.com slash Eric Zane live. Thank you so much. The goal is to get to 300 uh, by 
by the end of this month. I don't know if that's going to happen. It seems like it trickles in. I know there's a ton of people, thousands of you listen to that podcast on the audio version of it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and whatnot. If you could go to twitch.tv or twitch.com slash Eric Zane Live and click follow. You make me very happy. I appreciate that very much. Okay. Big day yesterday at the gym. Okay. And uh, here's what I mean by that. I was, um, I did my little run. I got 30 minutes in, uh, completely exhausted, completely gassed. And then it's time to uh, go and lift weights. Now, Team Knuckle Dragger is on hand. All right. Team Knuckle Dragger is there. I walk up. It's, uh, it's time to do my bench press, which I. I love bench pressing. Now, I'm on a mission to be able to lift massive weight. Now, I have it. And you remember Team Knuckle Dragger, they gave me those styrofoam plates, those styrofoam 45-pound plates because they actually went and bought those because I'm so feeble. I can't I can't lift any weight that has like those big uh weights on it. Okay? Um so that with that as a backdrop, there was a moment yesterday because I've been working very hard to increase the amount that I can lift on a bench press where I got to a point where I can put a 45 pound plate on each side. And I'm going to show that to you right now. Oh my gosh. This is fantastic. Uh, Andrew from team knuckle dragger. Uh, he shot the video. So this is how it happened. Uh, yesterday, at the gym. Check this out. All right, Zaniacs. This is uh, Team Knuckle Dragger checking in. Our periodic check-in. And uh, look who we find here. And uh, Look at my gut. Should be noted. Okay. Look at my fat gut. Hold yeah, on a second now. here. Look who we find. Okay. You see right here? That's my belly button. Look at this. Look at this. And this here, this is another fat roll. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I when I walk to the gym, I, I these are the same shirts I wore when I weighed 152 pounds. All right, so this is how they uh, fit on me now. This fat gut and look at that hole. That is a huge uh, divot in my gut. Fine here, and uh, I think it should be noted that we have real full big plates in here. Look at this. That is the real. <laughs> so our big man in action right here you ready go for it zane you got this come on bro nice oh, there it is. good push do it come on i'm dying here i am dying good push come on you got it zane. <laughs> holy come shit on. come on Barely. Good. Good. All right, Zane X, we're making progress. Gotta be proud. All right, way to go, Zane. Yeah. Okay. These guys, uh, they do that with one hand. Okay. Team Knuckle Dragger does that with one hand. Uh, Amanda says, I would have cracked up if he'd shit his pants. Mr. 10, getting after it. Thank you, Brian. Um, Jesus that, okay. Now be honest with you. 
I could have lifted a lot more than that. That was like my seventh or uh, eighth set. All right. Wings guy 71 says you're supposed to exhale as you push it up. Is that Joe Martinez? I think that's Joe Martinez. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't. I, 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 you realize I'm Mr. 10. I know. I know how to do this. Okay. I may not have done it there, but just relax. Team knuckle dragger with the uh, moral support. Says Patriot Nick. Uh, yeah. Where's your N95 field underscore not underscore found rights? No, I I, uh, I wear it in and take it off. I can't. I can't do it. If uh, if I'm going to go into the gym, I, you know, I tried that. I tried putting the mask on, but no, I just can't do it. Oh, my God. So there you go, man. Uh, Team Knuckle Dragger, thank you to you guys for sending that along. And uh, yeah, so the goal here is um, to continue making progress. So uh, 135 pounds, I'm continuing to work my way up. I My goal is to be able to bench press 200 pounds, okay? 200 pounds. Joe Martinez, Tom7123, is that right? Is that you? Can you imagine if I'm able to lift 200 pounds? Even better, I want to have two of those big plates on each side. I think the most I've ever, I think I've done that once or twice in my life. Patriot Nick says, oh, come on, man. I wanted to see the video of you swallowing an N95 mask. Okay, I've calmed down now. Uh, let me go over what happened with Kenny's dad. And here's the reason why I got so pissed off at Kenny. Because it was setting up the story. You realize, audience members, I know how to set up a story. This is why I get so infuriated with Kenny. Okay? This is why at every time when I'm like, okay, it's time to deal him back in, in the uh, fun on the show. And I've got a great way to do it. I've got this fun story about something that just happened. Okay. And, um, thank you. Um, Adam, that is very nice. Just uh, gifted a tier one subscription. Here's why I get so frustrated with Kenny. Um, We've gone round and round about, hey, if I'm telling a story, don't jump ahead on it. Don't don't say anything. Just let me do my job. My job is to fill people in. And uh, no offense, but uh, this is a great opportunity for you to get a win, to build some good vibes. Because, you know, I mean, over the years, uh, we've had a, a lot of wonkiness. Uh, so listen up. My God, Dirk, geez, what are you doing? Not Dirk. Uh, I thought it was Dirk because it said you gifted a tier one sub to Dirk. That was very kind of you, Nick. So I hear from Kenny's dad. I'm like, I thought I was friends with Kenny's dad already. Okay. Well, all right. So I accept the friend. friend, I I can never say that. Friend request. Says, hello, how are you doing? And I wrote, I'm doing very well, Mr. Henson. How are you? Uh, that was, that came in on Sunday. I responded Monday and, um, I, I 
Now, I know Kenny's dad because I've spoken to him at various times. Uh, uh, he's been super supportive, and he doesn't listen to the show, but, uh, you know, nice guy. Um, what the fuck is that? Amanda, what are you saying? You realize I'm in a pissed off mood, Amanda? The Eric Zane po show podcast where you're instructed to talk as little as possible, but he'll drag on and on. Hold on a minute here. We got we to gotta get to the bottom of this because I'm starting to get super pissed. Uh, uh, hang on a second. Uh, what what did you uh, what did you write there? What is that supposed to be? Can you oh, explain that? Yeah. What? what uh, can you explain it though? Well, you always tell us to be really short with our stories, but then you'll take forever telling yours. But it's your show. I haven't started. Oh, a, just I haven't. A bitch. Wait, I haven't. I haven't started a story though. What? 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 Uh... You were about to. So, but the assumption is I'm I'm talking too long. Is that right? But you tell the story too long, and you always tell us that you want the baby or whatever. I haven't even started telling the story. Well, you said you, never mind. I was being no, a no, bitch. No, 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 no. You can't never mind. If you're going to go after <laughs> it, and now I have you on, take the opportunity to explain yourself, or you could say... I'm stupid. It's not funny. I had no uh, rhyme or reason was, why I said that. It was that. only funny to me. I'm stupid. Not anybody else. No one loves me. I use dildos yeah. instead of... And you can say all those things, too. Or you can say them for me. That's fine. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want... You do it. You do it. Go ahead. You got... You've got... The, the floor is yours. Say whatever you want, Amanda. Wait, wait, you what, fucking what you asshole. I am. What an asshole. Shut I, 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 I'll admit it. Shut up! I've tried to tell this story twice now. And the two people that have caused me the most trouble on this podcast have continued, continued, have gotten back into form of being a fucking asshole. At least Kenny doesn't mean it. At least Kenny does not know the mistakes he's making when he reveals the end of my goddamn stories. He doesn't have any idea what he's doing. He doesn't know. Amanda, you're the worst. The worst. Okay. All I want to, and then here I am. Here I am trying to tell the story. Asshole Amanda interrupts again and, and accuses me of taking too long. I haven't even had time to start it. Mm. All right. Kenny, you are so lucky that she did that. 
because I was so mad at you. And I can't have this type of rage towards two. I will explain why you fucked me up. But again, I honestly don't think you mean that. I think you're just, you're just Kenny, you know? I don't, I'm okay. Hey, man, I got to jump in here. So I started saying that I heard from Kenny's dad. Now, I'm going to get to the big reveal. It's obviously not Kenny's dad. But Kenny on the chat writes, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, you did not. It's like, yeah, I know, fuck face. Do you think I'm going to just, uh, to, uh, the fuck? So you're both fucking morons. Uh, Kenny, because, and not even intentional. Uh, at least I don't think so. I know. He says, I didn't mean to fuck anything up. I believe you. I believe you. You just don't know when you're being a fucking moron, which actually is a little bit worse. Joey, shut up. Joey's doing Hollywood's world of sports. Joey Williamson. Eric, check your phone. Shut up. He writes, calm down before you have a heart attack. I'm not going to have a fucking heart attack. It feels good. Okay. Kenny, you're so lucky. Uh, my hate meter is, okay, all-time high for Amanda. Uh, Kenny is right up there, and Joey's in my crosshairs, too. The rest of you are just amazing. All right. So here on the show, I start going down the road of the story that I'm talking to Kenny's dad. Now, at a key point, I'm going to reveal it's not Kenny's dad, okay? It's somebody who's stolen his likeness and is reaching out to me to try to get money. But dickhead jumps ahead on the GD story and says, No, man, it wasn't my dad. It was a scam artist trying to reach. Dude, what the fuck? What are you doing, you idiot? You're such a stupid shit. You're so fucking dumb. How can you be this dumb? Oh my God. Oh. And then Amanda, before, just when I start telling the story again, fucking barks that out. You giant tittied fuck. Can I finish the story? Tuesday, Kenny's dad wrote, I'm doing, am doing great here. Can't complain about life and you, how is life treating you? Now I read that and there was no punctuation in that. And I'm like, hmm, I'm guessing it was at this point that I looked up on my, and there's two. I am now following two Kenny's dads. The first one has all sorts of friends and mutual friends. I go, well, that's Mr. Henson. This other one is someone who has obviously tried to steal his fucking identity and is calling me or reaching out to me. And I'm the only stupid shit who has thought that he's talking to Kenny's dad. Um, 
By, by the way, right now it says, do you know this person? Scams often begin as messages from strangers. Be wary of claims about money you know, and never send payments to someone you don't know. Uh, no, I don't know. Oops. So then uh, I wrote, at this point, I realized that um, it's a scam. Okay. So I wrote, not bad. Next line. You still into anal sex? At this point, I called Kenny. I go, dude, somebody is impersonating your dad. He goes, yeah, man. <laughs> I know, man. I, yeah. He put out an APB. Be on the lookout for this. <laughs> yeah, man. I can't wait to tell this story when you try to on your show. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Uh, and then he, he, he wrote, uh, have I told you about, and then he goes into his pitch, whoever this Nigerian warlord is who's contacting me. And I wrote, I wrote, no, I go, have you heard about the go fuck yourself program? This guy doesn't get it. And then, um, uh, he, he says, and then I wrote, the only thing I've gotten is a big black dick up my asshole. You got to try this. And then he wrote, wait a minute, this Kenny's fake dad wrote, are you talking about anal sex? And I went, yeah, this was in my ass. And I sent a giant picture of this huge black dude with a monster hog. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know why I went that way. And then, uh, and I wrote, if you haven't guessed, I figured out long ago that this was fake. Sorry that this is what you have to do for a living. And he said, and then I said, uh, he says, this isn't fake. This is hundred percent legit. Uh, and I wrote, dumbass, if this is real, why did you steal Mr. Hinson's Facebook likeness? And he goes, I didn't steal anything. Go finish. He told me to go fuck myself. So that was it. That was it. You know, I'm actually happy now that Kenny inadvertently destroyed the story, even though I, I just shut up, man. Just shut your mouth. Just if I'm talking about you, if I happen to go to the well, don't don't burn me. Just how, how often have I told you to shush, shut up? How often have I said that? Just shut up. If you're talking, I'm probably getting pissed. Just shut up. Haven't you learned? I mean, how many times have I sat here for the last several years and talked about how I've had to rub your face and shit and you just don't listen? You always step it. If you're going to talk, you're going to get into trouble. You always do. You can't help it. I know you didn't mean it. Of course not. Amanda meant it. She's a bigger asshole than you are. You don't even know that you're doing it. Shut up! Chris says that stretched the story out for a half hour of content. No, you're absolutely right. Let the ends justify the means. Had you morons not done that, I wouldn't be in the mood that I'm in right now. Wings guy 71 says he's almost over the edge. Everyone keep pushing. So that's how this is going to be. Uh, Nick says, you know, what would have been hilarious. Oh, geez. Tell me, are you going to get involved in this? Is if you had looked away to get the BBC photo, then clicked the wrong Mr. Hinson and sent Kenny's actual dad that photo. I thought about that. I, I sent the big giant wiener and then I went, holy shit. I hope I didn't send this actually to Kenny's dad. Uh, Ken says we know who the asshole today is going to be. I don't know. You know, I might forget all that because you're right. At the end of the day, 
Amanda trolling me, Kenny again inadvertently wrecking my freaking story like he does all the fucking time. Uh, I you know I might I might come down uh, calm down from that. I I I don't know. I'm just at the time I was pissed. Now I'm not pissed. Unbelievable. If you have a question for Dear Meathead, please send it along. Eric at EricSaintShow.com. As you know, this show is, uh, I have a Facebook page. I'd like you to go to it and follow it. Facebook.com slash page. I heard from my pal Ed Ryan from Radio Inc. Magazine. He goes, how do I get your show now? And I'm like, you fucking boomer. I told you, it's on Twitch. So uh, I'm old. You got to spell it out for him. Okay, uh, you go online, twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. There it is. It's that simple. It's as simple as going to Facebook. God, you got to rip the Facebook away from them. Uh, but anyway, follow me on Facebook. I'm still there. I still post there all the time. I, I you know, do various things to get to piss people off. Now going on three months without an incident. Uh, and it's brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, who also bring you this live stream from Twitch. Okay. Uh, Twitter. At Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Sorry, I double charged you this month. They got a call. I got a call from... Yeah, we paid our bill. Oh, no. Yeah, we saw you cash the check. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, The almighty YouTube. At Eric Zane Show... On YouTube. Brought to you by Frank the Tank Fuss. Hello. Kenny. Kenny. Hey, hey is, is everything working now? Yeah, before it totally was not. Yeah, I know. Really messed with my head. Dude. It was it was your phone was acting funny as I was trying to scream at you. <laughs> yeah, Twitch kept going and you were talking. So yeah, I know, was... I know, I know. Shush, <laughs> shush. No more words, Kenny. All right. What in the world are you doing? When I started telling the story, you jumped ahead again. How? How did you manage that? Go ahead. Well, I, I said, no, you didn't. Yeah, I know. No. And you, yeah, you, just because, I, I mean, it's my dad, dude. I, I don't know. Well, Kenny, you know I'm going to get to that part of the story, right? I mean, well, at the when I start telling the story, do you think I'm just going to say, hey, I talked to Kenny's dad yesterday and then not say anything more of it? No, it's just the whole thing was kind of, it, it felt awkward because I, I, I knew from our call. Our phone conversation. Yes. Um, what you <laughs> what you were sending? Right. And just for a split second, it was just like, man, what if my dad actually remember, just got curious? Okay. Remember when I told you a long time ago? Over. Okay, Kenny. Remember when I told you a long time ago? I actually said this to you, Kenny. If you're going to write something on any of the live streams, take a breath before. Your your brain tells your little fingers to type away. <laughs> what is what is the five letter word? Five letter word. Think. Oh. <laughs> Think. 
from now on, from now on, if you have to type anything, even if it's ha ha ha, pause, think. If it passes the think filter, then type away. But if it's like, hmm, I'm thinking he might cover that it's not really my dad. Maybe I shouldn't send this because it's going to push him over the edge. Remember, because I don't know if you remember, we've, uh, I don't know, for the past uh, two years have uh, and had this conversation. You you, you got to remember that, right? Yeah, the direct stories. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to. It was just. Oh, I know. I know. I've said that. I've said that. It's, yeah. I think that actually makes it worse, but okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Come on. It would be worse if I actively tried to wreck every story well, you talked like, about. Amanda is the absolute worst. She is. <laughs> she is a malicious animal. She is the worst. That's why you two need to have sex. Uh, Aha. See, now I owe you this. Now I owe you and her this. In fact, I'm going to let you go and share with the audience about how important it is that you and Amanda have sex. I don't even remember what that is, though. Okay, Uh, see you around. There you go. So, uh, here you got... Kenny, who's constantly on the prowl for the next Mrs. Hinson. You got Amanda, who is calling up uh, people for booty calls, who then stand her up. I think we, and they both have something in common. They listen to this show and they do things to derail my content. I think we need to see a video of these two making their own gravy. Who's with me? Who uh, who wants to see that? Well, maybe none of you, but still, it needs to happen, right? Melissa says, perfect match. Amanda gives thumbs up. Uh, that, that must mean she's down. She is DTF, Kenny. Hmm. Uh, Adam says, well, I would definitely enjoy knowing that uh, lonely people are no longer lonely. Longer lonely, but I don't want to watch that video. Whatever. Okay. So maybe that will happen. You two need to make your own gravy. All right. Putting the wraps on that. Got more mileage out of that than I thought I was going to get. I have an update for you on the Great Food Giveaway 2. Wow. Um, You know, and when I talk about this, um, by the way, thank you again, Kate, for encouraging me to throw this up on social media. Sometimes you got to beat me over the head with things that I should be doing. That worked out very well because um, a ton of of, um, uh, dollars flowed in to PayPal and Venmo. Um, Here's the update. Uh, I think yesterday we had about $1,100. I think that's what I said. Right now, we have $2,837 total. That is only $462 away from our goal to pay for the food for the great food giveaway. Okay? That is just so great. And um, let's see here. 
So, like I said, $462 away from that. Um, but it's important that we keep doing it. And by the way, we had two $500 donations. Um, and I mean, absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. Figured I'd just uh, keep it below board as to who is who. Some people are sensitive about that sort of thing. But uh, thank you so much. It is so sweet. I will post on Facebook and Twitter today this uh, where we are at just to keep everybody on the same page, if you will. If we surpass, and I think we will surpass the total needed of about $3,300 to pay for all this food that we're going to give away, that uh, extra money gets sent off to kids' food baskets. So if you're within the sound of my voice and listening to the audio podcast later in the day, whatever it may be, yeah, man, just uh, five bucks if you could. Uh, Stop what you're doing, pause it, and either Venmo me or PayPal me the cash. And uh, no, this isn't a 501c3 charity or anything. Uh, nothing like that. Uh, I, I, I don't have that type of infrastructure set up, but um, I'm keeping it all very transparent, encouraging people that if they have any questions about money coming in and money uh, paying for the food and going to Kids Food Basket, I will email you anything you want if you don't see it on social media. In the uh, guise of transparency, obviously. So on Venmo, I am at... Eric Space Zitunian, Z-E-I-T-U-N-I-A-N. That is my real last name. At Eric uh, Dash, did I say space? Eric Dash Zitunian, Z-E-I-T-U-N-I-A-N. Not the uh, underscore, but the dash that's right in the middle, kind of like a hyphen. All right? That's where I am on Venmo. Um, On PayPal, at Eric Zancho on PayPal. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And when you do send it, send it the free way so that, uh, you know, it takes a day or two so that PayPal or Venmo doesn't take any bit of that money, you know. That might uh, amount to a few bucks depending on your donation that could be go uh, go to like buying a pie or something like that. So uh, do it that way. Do it that way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, uh, the open of this show brought to you this time around by A&E Heating and Cooling. Joe Martinez says, reach out to him and uh, get a uh, uh, furnace tune-up for just $79. I saw a billboard the other day and uh, one of the big wig companies. Yeah, get your furnace tuned up for $99. No way. Joe Martinez is much cheaper. Uh, $79 is all it costs to get your furnace tuned up. All right. And this is key. You know, that's a dirty piece of machinery. It's burning things in your home and there's dust flying through and there's sensors that are going to get covered in dust. If you haven't had this done in like years, well, you're just waiting for an issue to happen. Now, some of you people just turn it on at the uh, start of the uh, cold months and don't even change the furnace filter. My God, what are you doing? You realize that that could shut everything down? Because that furnace filter is catching the dust going through your home. Eventually, there's going to be so much dust there that it's going to form a fucking barrier like the border wall keeping all of Joe Martinez's uh, relatives in Mexico. Okay? And when that border wall meets air and the machine goes, ah, the air is blocked, it then shuts it down. And then you call Joe Martinez at 2 in the morning when he's trying to sleep off 15 Dos Equis, and he has to come to your house and then change the filter. It's a one-minute job, and he's going to charge you like he's going to bend you over the pinata. That's my third racist joke in this commercial. Uh, anyway, 
616-516-8579 for Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling. And remember, at A&E Heating and Cooling, their motto is, To Madre Azuna Puta. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. While I'm at it, dumpster divers um, is really starting to amp up their marketing towards demolition and junk removal. Not as many dumpsters are rented during the winter months. So... If you're a contractor, maybe you're just getting rid of junk at your house. Maybe you had a scenario where uh, uh, cousin Lenny died and you're in charge of, uh, you know, getting the crap out of, out of his house to sell. That happens. They call dumpster divers. They go, yeah, a cousin Vinny was an asshole or Lenny was an uh, asshole pack rat. Would you please get all this shit out of his house? And Kyle will go, okay, dude, we'll do that. Uh, here's the deal, man. This is how much it's going to cost. So they're going to quote the job, and then they're going to go in and get rid of all of Cousin Lenny's shit. Okay? Uh, that's one of the many things that they do at Dumpster Divers, in addition to dropping dumpsters off at your door and uh, you using them to throw your junk in yourself. They also do uh, demolition work, like if you're uh, tearing a room down to the studs or ripping a roof off a house. They do all that stuff. Dumpster divers, call or text 616 375 9962. Dear Meathead, in moments, uh, school shooting yesterday in Metro Detroit, about 45 minutes out of Detroit, there's a uh, community. That has been growing. It's a quite a. It's become quite a large community. It's the old Michigan suburban sprawl. Eighteen hundred kids attend Oxford High School. By the way, you're you're hearing the duck feet. Shit. Sorry about that. You're stealing my thunder. Shh. Shut up. Haven't you had enough? I'm going to show that video later. I didn't mean for that to play. It's my own damn fault. Um, that's my palate cleanser. After I tell the story about this ridiculous uh, shooting, there's the palate cleanser. Oh, God. I might as well just get it out of the way. There you go. Listen to that. A fucking duck has the zoomies. Is that not the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life? I've been sitting... Kate sent this. I've been watching this duck with the zoomies. <laughs> been watching this duck with the zoomies since Kate sent it to me. Who knew ducks do this shit? I mean, I know that... The duck's name is Wrinkles. By the way, 
Wrinkles the duck. I'm going to tell you, if uh, if I have a duck and, and it does that, I'm just going to stay in the house all day and watch the duck with the zoomies. God. All right, I'm going to link that up in the show notes of the podcast. In fact, uh, let me uh, let me get you the duck now so you can have it on the live stream. Uh, Adam says ducks are better than chickens in the garden because they can't uproot the plants like chickens do. Yeah, thanks for the gardening tidbit, Adam. Terry says this is the sound of Amanda and Kenny having sex. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, you're so disgusting to look at. Yeah. I know you love it. Oh, my back. Oh, yeah. What? The sound of Kenny and Amanda jackhammering? <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I got to go to the bit shortener. I'll do it later. I don't want to do it now. All right. Enough, 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 enough of the stupid ass duck. Um. All right. I'm not going to get to the story yet about the uh, about the school shooting, but I definitely do want to talk about that. It's fucked up. Ah. We're getting uh, also references to uh, Tatum, another big hit, the Tatum videos. Chris K from GR says, I went deep one day and watched pretty much all the Tatum videos one day. Love that dog. Yes, I love Tatum too. Too bad. Uh, I, I have, I'm so pissed off at Amanda. Never enough. Use it for all your bit transitions, Kate says. So every time I finish a story, uh, you'll, you'll just hear the duck feet. Possibly. Possibly. Okay. I uh, heard from Jimmy Stinson uh, yesterday as the Red Wings game was getting started. And he's like, hey, yeah, man. Hey, the, hey man, the Bruins are going to kick the fucking Red Wings ass. There's no way the Bruins are going to lose to the Red Wings. And, uh, well, guess what, fuckface? Uh, Larkin, no, who scored? Stahl and, uh, uh, who's the other guy? Zadina scored. They beat the Bruins on the road. Fuck you. Uh, so that is great news. Happy to hear that. Um, Red Wings, in fact, are, um, that win puts them just ahead of the Bruins in the division. If the playoffs were to start right now, the Red Wings would be in, the Bruins would be out. So I think that's a huge, huge thing. Okay. Dumb, dumb. How great is that, Jimmy? But I doubt, uh, that anything like this happened. I think this is a once in a lifetime thing. Video from the Las Vegas Knights game. Okay. Look at this. This woman, it's a fight in the stands at the Vegas Knights game. Golden Knights are, ta are uh, taking on Edmonton. This lady here, you can see her ass and this leg. Um, how come we only see the other part of her leg? 
It doesn't go the... It's because it's fake. She's got a fake leg. Okay? She's in a fight. Now, as you can see, her hand is right here. She's grabbing the leg because she wants to bash somebody over the head with it. Oh, my God. Let's check this out. Look at... Takes it off and swings it. There's her nub. Oh, my God. Again, grabs the leg, and she's hitting somebody with it. How wonderful is this? When, it, when I get in a jam, I can just grab this fake leg and hit you with it. Look at you. See, you see the stupid fake foot? Like right here. She's grabbing it. Look at <laughs> Here's the shoe from the fake leg, this crazy bitch. Uh, is, is, and all these guys, this dude here, this chick, this guy, he's supposed to be wearing a mask in Vegas. I don't think you can get in there without wearing a mask. And this guy here, they're all seeing this. We don't see it. We just are like, wait a minute. Holy shit. This guy's holding a sandwich or something like that. I wonder, I don't know. Maybe she's like, look at the shit on the bottom of my show shoe here. I'll just grab my leg. Holy crap. That is exceptional. Absolutely amazing. Woo. All right. We uh, already have nearly an hour in the books on this show. We're going to get into Dear Meathead here. Uh, Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Uh, word on the street is that if you buy anything from JM Synthetics between now and the end of our fundraising... Percentage of your purchase uh, goes to the Great Food Giveaway. All JM Synthetic sales will have 5% of each sale, not including shipping and handling, donated to the cause. Um, must use Venmo or cash for payment so the credit card companies don't eat up the fees. So if you're going to buy some oil, do it now and uh, 5% of that of that will go to the Great Food Giveaway. Very kind of you, Jason. All right. So Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Uh, if you have any last minute uh, questions for Dad, please get them uh, in. And uh We'll get him on right now. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? Hello? Dad. How you doing, son? Never better. How are you? I'm doing well and uh, just happy that you called. Yeah, I am too. I'm happy to be calling. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's, uh, it's supposed to be How's pretty, it going out there? Uh, pretty, pretty nice. I know that um, uh, not far from you, there was a horrible incident yesterday. Yes, it was. How, Oxford High School can't be that far from you. I'm guessing 15 minutes away? That's right. No, half hour, half hour yeah, or so? Half hour. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a rough one. I haven't yet gotten into the dirty details of that, but that, oh. This guy, this guy was how old? Uh, he was fifteen. Oh, how the heck did he get a hold of that gun? His father's? Um, 
the dad had just purchased a uh, handgun at recently. Like, I guess he's a handgun uh, enthusiast or maybe he carries a, uh, a concealed pistol or something like that. And then uh, that had just happened. Like Friday, the kid got, or the, the dad yeah, got the gun. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I know when it happened because it was all over the news. And, uh, but he, uh, so. Right. This kid must have been just, just totally angry. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny because I was, um, after the, um, the story, uh, developed, it's really crazy because when I was growing up and because my, my school years were the 1980s. Yeah. It, uh, and if you were to look up online, the history of school shootings in America, since back to the 1800s, it wasn't until um, about the mid to late 90s that this started to become more frequent, yeah. more regular. Yeah. And I, I guess my, and it isn't, I don't know what has changed. Like if you were to compare when I went to school to then, to when school shootings started to become regular, it isn't like the, it's because of more weaponry that's causing the issue. Something else is causing the issue. And I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, the issue, the way I'm uh, thinking about it, is just this, this kids are angry. And John keeps saying Facebook. I don't know what that. Well, I don't. What it means. Well, what she means by that is, you know, people um, um, bully people online, and they, uh, especially young people. I mean, back when I was a kid bullying did exist but it would usually happen face to face and then you have a fist fight and then it's over you know i know you they were, uh, somebody was picking on you when you were going to school dan donovan I up in a school and I raised hell. oh yeah uh i wasn't i i uh i i was always frightened of uh of fighting i kind of wish that i would have fought back but you know that would have probably have ended the trouble but I, I, it seems like back when we were kids that that's how it, how it would be. You'd get picked on. Eventually, you might take a pounding or you might land a lucky punch. And if you land a lucky punch, uh, then that's going to be the end of the threat. And then everybody goes home. And then that's it. I, I think it's a little different now. I don't even know if that happens. I think now, um, the I don't know why that's part of the game plan. But back when I went to school, school shootings were uh, very rare. And the frequency that they happen now, I, I wonder why that is. I know it's not because of more guns. I mean, there was as many guns then as there is now. Um, so, yeah, but the kids had no access to any guns. Right. Well, I don't know that. I don't, I'm guess I'm sure that actually. I, mean, I never heard about it, you know. Well, I, I would guess that back then they actually had um, uh, it. I mean, there, there's no way to tell. I, I think I think you're on to something about it's just kids are different. The culture of these kids. They, that's that's they, exactly my my thoughts. Yeah, uh, young people either kill themselves or shoot up the school when they're desperate. Yeah, a lot of shootings I've heard lately. So very, very strange. Students, you know. Hey, listen. Uh, here's the situation. I came from a foreign land. I could hardly speak English, and went to high school. Yeah. And I used to carry a briefcase to my school. 
And that was a joke of the year, I think. You mean they like? Uh, you mean they uh, picked on you because you carried a briefcase? Yeah, that Mel. Look at that dummy. You know, hey, you walking around with a briefcase and shit like that. And of course, I didn't even understand what they were saying because I was just learning the English language. Yeah. And there, there was a guy, the captain of the uh, uh, basketball team, named Percy. Okay. And this guy was a big guy. Yeah. And uh, over there, uh, the hallways had uh, uh, steam heats, eaters. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So he always, for some reason, they wanted to uh, mess around with me. You know, they say things I wouldn't even understand, but uh, they always walked around in, in two uh, pairs of two or three together, you know. Yeah. And I was all by myself. A foreign student, they don't understand what the hell they're saying to you and all that. So they just uh, did the best. Okay. So they're uh, picking on you and bullying you. They're picking on me, but I wouldn't even understand what they're saying. So as the time went by, this Percy guy, he'd always walk uh, the, the way his classes were scheduled. He had to be all by himself walking. He would go one way, I was going the other way. Yeah. He'd say something stupid. I wouldn't understand until I learned these things. So it <laughs> went on and on and Excuse on me. and on. And I mm-hmm. kind of started getting fed up with it. Uh-huh. He didn't know that I couldn't mess him up bad. Okay. And one day he's coming one way, I'm going the other way. And he said something nasty. Uh-huh. What did you do, Dad? I stopped. Uh huh. Proud of him. Put my brief. I, oh, the case was they always joked about me carrying a briefcase. Right, right. Yep. They carry books, you know. Yeah. And and Prius Percy, captain of the team, well liked and all that. Joanna's getting upset for my saying that story. Why? Why? But. Hey, I don't think I don't even know if Percy's alive or not. No, nah, don't worry about it. Go ahead, finish no, I'm it. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, yeah. Alive. I put my, <laughs> my briefcase down face to face. Yeah. I finally I created the, the language I could understand much better at that time. I said, what is it you want? He says, I want to kick your, you know, what? Uh-huh. He didn't finish the sentence when my punch caught his face. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and he fell. Okay. He hit him hard, man. Hey, I could have fought, no problem. Uh-huh. And th- that, I, I never thought this, I respected this country and the, the people. Right, and now, Dad, uh, Dad, uh, people. Dad, this is in the U.S.? <laughs> Pardon me. Was, was this in the U.S.? Anywhere okay, so in Highland Park High School. Okay, so you slugged Percy, and then what? He fell. Yeah. I bent over, picked up my briefcase, and walked away. Didn't you uh, rub his face? Didn't you jam his face into the radiator? Yeah, yeah I did. That was in a fight. Right. Was, right. Yeah. Yeah, I I, 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 be- I took his head and banged it against the radiator. Because I, right. I remember the, uh, and, the because and I punched him. You had told me this story before, and you after you slugged him, you picked him up by the waist and the hair, and then bashed his face into the hot radiator. Yep. 
Yeah, well, I didn't remember all the details. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, now, this is not the case anymore. No, no, now, yeah, but now they can. just shoot up the school, you know? Shoot up my school. I can't believe this is happening. We need to start a program in the schools. Don't shoot, punch. <laughs> oh, I don't think anything is going to work nowadays. Holy cow. Uh, I, I took one time quite some time ago is when the kid did that. He also killed himself. Oh, that's quite frequent. Yeah, that is uh, that is that is usually, but not the case in this one. They ended up catching oh. the little bastard. Oh. He's 15. He killed a 16 year old, a 17 year old, or 16, 15, and uh, 17, 15, and 14. My God. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, Dead. Oh, Dad, this I, is going to be history. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but uh, I wanted to get to some questions, Dad, if that's okay with you. Why, sure. Okay, good. Nick writes, uh, Dear Meathead, a friend of mine is constantly raging at people who annoy him, but he forgives them immediately once the rage subsides even though he knows full, even even though they know full well and good what they do to him. So basically, what he's saying is, his friend gets mad at people who intentionally try to upset him, and then he feels bad and forgives them. He says, I'm "Still in the dark with this question." <laughs> yeah, so am I. Let me let me go to a new one. It's 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 very complex, and I I don't even know no, what. No, let's help him out. Okay, he says. From what I'm understanding, um, there's a guy who gets mad at his friends when they annoy him. Okay. And then, and the friends are intentionally annoying him. They're intentionally trying to get him mad. And then once he gets mad, he feels guilty and forgives them once the rage subsides. His question is, do you have any advice for my friend to maybe keep him a little more calm? Well, first of all, uh, there's people that, there's a young man that is probably a good guy. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do anything, but others put him enraged. Is that, is that what I'm doing, understanding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I really don't blame this young man that get, gets upset. I cannot understand the idiosyncrasies of the idiots yeah. that would just go ahead and make him mad. Yeah, me neither. Nasty things to him. I, I agree. I cannot understand that. What kick do they get out of that? I hope to God they're hearing me. I think they are. This man, this young man, minds his own business, and he gets picked on. Yeah. What do they accomplish by doing that? I think Super I think act. they I think they just like to see him get angry. That's what I think. Then what? I I think they just uh, enjoy you know, that. I think they I think they're sick, sadistic idiots. That's absolutely correct statement that you just made. They have nothing else to do in life 
except doing what they're doing now. I don't know. Are these just uh, friends of school? Uh, I, or, 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 I, uh, grown up people or what? I think these are grown ups involved in this story, Dad. Well, for for a grown up, you guys are total idiotic jerks. Okay, Dad. Yeah, that's angry me. I hear you. Yeah, thing. absolutely. I'm with you. <laughs> you know, show me an idiot and show me where they are. Dad, I, uh, I still got a couple of punches left in me. I believe you. I believe you. They deserve it. Um, I took it's some. Ridiculous. I mean, uh, humans are good people. Humans are good people, Dad. I agree with you. Okay. Uh, That's my comment to these guys, and I'd like to see them live on my street and knowing what they're doing. Yeah. I'll teach them a lesson or two. Boy, this one's really got you worked up, Dad. Oh, it sure did. I all of a sudden grew up to be six foot, 12 inches tall. <laughs> I can't take up anybody right now. Uh, Dad, I wrote down uh, the, uh, this note, quote, I cannot understand the idiosyncrasies of the idiots. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely does. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. The next question. Um, dear Meathead, I am on a list in the county that I live in, in West Michigan, where the sheriff will call me if a deer gets hit by a car and I get to go and salvage what good meat there is left. A couple of my family members have said this is gross. What is your opinion on this? Sign John. So basically phone rings. And, hey, it's the sheriff. It's your turn to come get the dead deer. And then he drives over there. He throws it in the bed of his truck and takes it home, and he he gets it processed. Well, in my style of uh, minimum uh, information I have, if an animal is dead, uh, you don't know how long it's been dead, uh, it's really not recommended to eat, is it? I, I, I don't know that. Well, I think uh, people who uh, do, um, you know, might hunt deer. There is a uh, there is a period of time where it's it's okay, you know. Plus, it's cold out. As long as it hasn't been like three days, for God's sake, uh, I'm guessing it's within hours of the uh, passing of the deer, even minutes, that people will then show up and get it, you know, and harvest the food. Well, it's not a bad idea, but I, in my own uh, simple mind uh, about animals and dead animals, especially that it, it's contaminated already. You know, I don't uh, think. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is. I, I actually, I'll have to disagree with you on that one. If I was John, um, I mean, you got to keep the family happy. If they think it's gross, that might be weird. Uh, maybe do it on the down low and don't tell them. And then just say, yeah, I shot it or whatever. Uh, yeah, that, that's all right. But he's lying. You know, he's not telling the truth because uh, uh, Joanne says, uh, isn't that the wasting of meat if you throw, go throw it away? Oh, yeah, that's true. I think it's already died, even if it was dead. Uh, well, I don't know. 
Sure. I, I can't. I really don't have okay. any knowledge of anything or any common okay. sense All right. about a dead animal. Uh, I say uh, I don't want a thing to do with an animal that is dead. Yeah. I mean, dead in that fashion. If somebody slaughtered it right there and went out to the slaughterhouse, got cleaned up and all that, and put on the shelf, it's a different story. That's how we eat the meat. But if somebody shot it and it's been laying there for two, three hours, six hours, I don't know. Well... All right, Dad. All right, so we've got some uh, disagreement in the rank there. I'll just have to uh, leave it. I'll just I'll I'll just have to leave it there. Disagreement right here amongst us. Right, that's okay. That's why we do this. Uh, I I did write down some notes though of things you said, and uh, you said that um, um, you have no common sense on a dead animal. And, yeah, I don't. And uh, and and also the quote, my style of minimum info. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that I cannot guide anybody to any anything that's a reasonable answer. Right, right. Okay. Nick writes this. Uh, Dear Meathead, a guy I work with is fretting over having to afford a wedding for his kid. He thinks it's going to cost around $30,000. Tell me that again. Uh, I work with a guy who's complaining about a wedding for his kid. He thinks okay, it's going to okay, cost... O- for later on in life. Is that be Eric? <laughs> I mean, is, is it a wedding coming out right away? Uh, I think so. I think it's coming up in a year. <laughs> is that you? <laughs> uh, he also he also writes it's going to cost thirty thousand dollars. Nick writes, I feel this is insane to drop that kind of money on a one day event. How do you feel? I definitely agree with him. He uh, he says, how do you feel about extravagant weddings, and how could that money be better used? And uh, Nick is divorced, and uh, he he says hi. So, what do you think about that, Dad? Nick, I agree with that. That that's a wrong thing to do. Uh, well, like I was talking to you yesterday, Dad. Coincidentally, yes. about the I have you in mind. <laughs> about the uh, photographer, and uh, I told you I had to pay a five hundred dollar deposit down, and uh, still uh, twenty five hundred dollars left to pay. The photographer's three thousand dollars. What do you think about that? I think it's totally, totally ridiculous. Well, what's uh, well? What do you? I mean, what, what are we supposed to do to get pictures, Dad? Have a couple of friends of yours come up there, bring their cameras, use your phone. hang around, or to answer, use your phone. <laughs> no, that's that's a, that's a joke. Don't pay attention. No, you can have a couple of guys, friends of yours, and give them cameras or something. Here you go. Uh, or, or take a photographer that's uh, a normal price, you know. Goes around, you take some pictures and all that. I think this is ridiculous, uh, Eric. I think that's a cheap price, though. I think what, what I'm paying. what you say is a cheap price. I think. Look what it's cost. I th- well, I mean, it's expensive, but as far as photographers go, I think that's cheap. I know, but even the, the taking the pictures at that cost yeah. is ridiculous. Well, there you go. Good thing you never had a daughter, huh, Dad? You sure have never had that stuff. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, that is from Nick. Thank you, Nick. Rob, Rob writes this. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Dear me, Dad. The holiday shopping season is upon us. I was wondering, how do you do your holiday shopping? Do you? Uh, you you don't. You say okay. Uh, I think my wife does. Okay, I think we're similar. But uh, d- what about for Joanne? Do you might maybe you buy a present for Joanne? No, not, even, no. not anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I I could understand I that. For one hundred and fifty dollars dinners. There you go. I think you guys at this stage of the game, it's more like you're buying for grandkids, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you know. Well, hey, hey, are we able to? I, uh, I failed. I didn't. Um, I didn't bring this up, but uh, for Thanksgiving we were not able to get together. But you actually were able to go over to Mike's, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's okay. You know, I mean, with just a minimal amount of people, right? Absolutely. That's just us, Joanne and I. Um, so I also know that he's just one person, but Mike's brother um, was was there. How is he? Yeah. How is his health? Well, I'll tell you, the poor guy is uh, is uh, doing is doing great for what they have done to him. Right. He got the uh, lap ban procedure so that his stomach can't yes. hold as much food. Yes, he can hardly eat any food. Yeah. You know, those are like miraculous, The how quickly the weight will drop off. It's a, it's a life-saving procedure. You well, know? They have to change their lifestyle. So. That's true. That's true. And it forces you to do that. So, I mean, because he weighs like close to 500 pounds, and I think he's like 5'5". Five yeah, poor guy. He's got his, and you know what? He's still. Yeah, Joanne says he's a five by five. Oh yeah, he's a square. The guy is a square. Yeah. But he works. He still drives that huge truck. Oh my God! Yeah, his heart is just saying, "Help me." If if he dropped down to four ninety, that the heart would be like, "Oh my God, relief, sweet yeah, relief, sweet relief." I don't even understand how it happened. He already lost 50 pounds. Well, well he I, lost 50 pounds. That's incredible. Just a few days. I know. It's, it's only been a handful of days, lost 50 pounds. Um, I think that there's a little bit of genetics involved there because Mike's mother and father both were similar. Um, yes. The uh, mother lost a lot of weight after a lung transplant, but... Uh, I, I think, don't remember the mother, but the father. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's I, that has Honestly. a lot to do with it. Now, ultimately, you can override the genetics, but it's hard. It's hard, man. There's that isn't that is a very difficult thing to do. And if you, it's slippery slope, you know. Before yeah. you, and he works in an industry yeah. where he's in a truck all the time, so it's not. It, it it's it was tough for him to stay active. But you know, the, the diet is something else. It's, it's nothing but burgers and uh, French fries. Yes, yes. I seen him eat. Eats uh, quite a bit. Yep, yep, oh, yep. When went camping and all that. Well, but no. I don't know what he does now. I well, turn he, that around. He's a young man. He's a young man. Yeah, uh, there are issues that he's got to uh, watch out. So uh, both of them. Oh, for sure. Okay. Put on some weight. Yeah, yeah. We got to keep an eye on him. All right. All right. I got uh, a couple more questions. Brock writes this. Dear Meathead, my wife and I have struggled with fertility. We're looking to adopt. My wife 
uh, only wants to adopt a baby, which is very expensive. I said, why don't we just adopt an older child from foster care? Do you have an opinion on the matter? I always love you and Joanne. Signed, Brock. Brock, I will, I will think that this is unfortunate that some people cannot have children of their own. I always wonder, though. I really, it's just a wondering type of thing. When you adopt someone, unless they're very little children, I mean, I mean, like, they was almost newborn. I, I have a hard time understanding how I will become close to that child. You know, Wait a minute. Didn't because you, I, to have your own child and adopt someone is something different. Didn't you, you be a special person? Yeah. Well, Joanne is uh, disagreeing with me, and and I, I don't say I'm 100 percent correct on that. But it's a wonderful thing that you can adopt a child, and that child will grow on you in no time. Well, yeah. I mean, you adopted two kids. Well, it's, it's, it's different than <laughs> what it is. They were not babies. Okay. All right. So you're saying if you can, ad- yeah, your it, opinion is to adopt a baby because the kids might be, you know, a little wonky. If you adopt a 10-year-old, the next thing you know, he might be shooting up a school. That, that's, I will never adopt a 10-year-old kid or five, maybe four, three or four years old child, you know. All right. Well, let me just say, I I think that that uh, I I would have to disagree with you on that one, um, and say that right. you know, I mean, uh, there's there's plenty of opportunities to uh, for to to have a, a wonderful relationship. I think. Yes, you you have to be a special person to adopt a child. Okay. Um. Listen up, Dad. How about this? As a connoisseur of raw meat, Adam writes. How long should meat be in the fridge before you throw it away? He says, oh he says, I put some in the fridge on Tuesday, the 23rd, and it's turned brown. What is your forte? Please embellish your friend, Adam. Well, first of all, Adam, I don't know how long you left it in the refrigerator, but um, meat in the refrigerator can stay there for uh, quite a while. Well, he's left it in there about a week. So he's got ground beef. It's been in there a week, but it looks a little brown. He wants to know if he can dive into it and eat it. Let me ask. Let me ask the connoisseur of that. What do you think, Joanne? The blood turns brown. It doesn't necessarily mean the meat spoils. Uh-huh. If it smells bad, or if it's uh, two days after the uh, expiration date. Uh huh. Okay. So uh, we're, so. Did you hear what she Yeah. Said? Yeah. Give it the old sniff test, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it just, it turns brown. Yeah. Dad, um, when but, you were talking. Uh, I guess by the time it turns brown, it can be used. The butcher told me two days after the expiration date. Okay. There you go. Uh, From the butcher. Two days after the expiration date, it should be thrown away. Now, Dad, let me ask you this. I know about the affinity for ground beef, and you, you will eat that like it's a snack. Uh, uh, raw ground beef have you ever like uh, opened the fridge and seen a raw ribeye steak and just ate it like a like a taco no the meat that i eat is specially processed it's grounded several times 
you know, it, it, okay. is lamb, which is true. Okay. And it, it's, it's grounded several times. Uh, it's just really tender yeah. as all hell. Okay. So if you uh, saw, still if you uh, if you saw a porterhouse, do you wouldn't you wouldn't eat it like a stack of pancakes. Mm, no, okay. well, not a hamburger. I would eat the other one like that. I get a handful of that and eat it. Okay, gotcha. All right. I just wanted to be clear on that. I mean, I wasn't sure about exactly how it worked. But of course, that is like uh, my God. Once in a million years, I do that. I, I buy them specially made. But then again, the people that are making it, they're no longer around. Yeah. I haven't had that in a long time. I just bought it for you last year. Joanne says she bought it, but I don't remember you did. <laughs> All right. Dad, listen to this one. Try to follow this. Um, Aram writes. Um, what is his name? His name is Aram. Aram. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, actually uh, Armenian. Uh, Aram. Uh, Aram, sure. Okay. Aram writes, I know a guy who shared a story uh, that one morning he was worried that his brother-in-law who lives with him may may have died in his sleep. Apparently, the uh, the guy got up and the brother-in-law did not wake up and was still sleeping in his bed. And the guy thought that, hey, I wonder if he's dead. He mentioned that he was making coffee while thinking about knocking on the door to check on him to see if he had passed away. And he had not, but he had told me that, Hey, I wonder if my brother-in-law is dead. I better finish making my coffee and go check on him. So (laughs) Aram writes, do you think it's appropriate that he finished making the coffee, even though he said he was really concerned? What's going on with this guy? What's it's going on? He says, do you think this guy needs to turn his behavior around before he pays the piper? Signed, yeah. signed a Rob. I mean, that coffee could have been made five minutes, ten minutes, half hour, an hour later. But he's dying. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't take any of the, all the minutes that he needs, you know. Yeah. Or supposedly, maybe he was still alive and he could get some help. Yeah, that's a so, that's a good point. I'd have done the same thing. No, that was uh, that was a poor judgment. Got it. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. I I even can you imagine if I was dying or uh, yeah maybe I could have been helped and so, oh well let me make my coffee first yeah. maybe even drink it before I go and see what's going on there. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, pretty Not bad thinking, buddy. Pre- definitely bad thinking. <laughs> All right, last question is from Rodney. He writes, yes, he writes, Eric, here is a question for your dad. I cannot wait to hear his advice. Dear Meathead, we are planning a special event that our friends and family will be invited to. My wife expressed to me that if one of my brothers does not attend, she will never speak to him again. Meathead, what should I do? Thanks for your help, and I love when you are on the podcast. Thank you. So basically, uh, husband and wife are planning an event. The wife says, if your brother doesn't show up, I'm never speaking to him again. What do you think about that, Dad? Well, first of all, what's what's the purpose of him not showing up? Is, is the issue. 
Is there a bad feeling between them? Uh, I don't think so. It's it's not known. I think uh, I think uh, let's just assume that the brothers said, "Well, we can't. We're not going to go. Uh, we're worried about COVID." Let's just say he says, "We're worried about COVID." I could understand worrying about COVID, but I cannot understand the brother not going. Yeah, it better be a because, good reason. Better be a good reason. That because. Uh, they already care for him so much that they're hurting by you not showing up. You know, Joanne just says, what about me? Well, I don't know what I've done. So, Well, well you know, I mean, come on. I, didn't, I don't go to anybody's home. Well, it's a little different. Of this situation. If that's what this situation is, right. I think the guy's got the right not uh, to go. Well, let me just, if, yeah. If he, if he, if he, if he feels that he's uh, not trusting the situation, I don't think you should blame him. I think that you guys get kind of an exemption, you know? I think it's important that everybody understand that, you know? I mean, like, uh, first, for example, at the wedding, if in a year the world is still on fire, I won't let you go. Absolutely. I would not want you there. You would have because, um, unfortunately... Uh, age affects the immune system and I'll be damned if my uh, uh, father and uh, my stepmother who's like a mother to me would be in harm's way no 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 absolutely no that's that's a good thing I don't think you ought to get upset at him now I didn't really know realize that he doesn't want to go to this event because of the conditions of our situation yeah, in this yeah. country if that's the case, you ought to respect that. Right, man right. is wanting to protect himself. Yes. If, it, if it's COVID, my God. I don't think that anybody at any event, like, uh, like for example, uh, with the wedding that we're throwing, if, uh, if, if, if one of my brothers said, hey, man, we're not coming, and then if Diana turned to me and said, uh, I'm never talking to them again, I would say, well, that's ridiculous. You can't, that's you can't, ridiculous. you that can't really do it. You gotta, you gotta, you just let it go. Let it go. There's, there's no point. I mean, I've been. Absolutely. I appreciate yeah, your thinking. I have been in wars with my brothers before, uh, and it's no fun. It is no fun. So, you know. Well, that's unfortunate. But uh, not anymore. Everything is uh, everything is good, and I hope to keep it that way. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, it's something when it's it's really strange when someone believes in something, he cannot see the other side of the coin, which is the other person's feeling. But you know, I, I couldn't be more wise. His own intelligence, his own feelings. You got to respect that. Uh, Dad, I wrote down a quote from the previous question, and you said. Uh, his dying shouldn't take all the minutes he used. Yeah. That was excellent. I just wanted to throw that. I'd like yeah, to go right. back and, and throw those little tidbits <laughs> out to you. That, that tickled the hell out of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are the things that we live for. Those those are, uh, you know, those are, uh, those actually have a name for themselves. They're called meatheadisms. <laughs> That's what I have, and that's what I put out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's been, uh, for years, um, you've been, um, you know, impressing people with your ability, with your uh, meatheadisms. Oh, thanks. I, hey, as long as I give them some laughs, that's okay. Yes, yes. 
Um, in fact, I just uh, saw one from not long ago from back in the past that I don't know if I have the ability to pull it up, but. Um, you mean you record those things? Well, it uh, occasionally I um, I, I uh, publish um, old radio shows, okay, from way, way back, okay? And, uh-huh. and so I have one from October 6, 2016, okay? So that is. Uh, over five years ago, wow. and I and I that long? yeah, and we have been doing it that long. And I wrote down what you said, and uh, back then on that day, October sixth, twenty sixteen, this was your quote: "Embellishment is simply you keep going at it, and one way or the other on a subject, and you keep building it up, and people get kind of sick and tired of listening to that." <laughs> That is you. That because I you were you had used the word embellishment, and I said, "What does that word mean?" And then you defined it as as that. (laughs) That's philosophical. Yeah, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we've gotten our fill of meathead isms. As always, uh, we could we could we could we could do this forever. Uh, but I know you guys have a busy day of uh, raking the lawn and uh, maybe. Are you kidding? We're raking the snow. Oh, that's right. Hey, yeah. So I got nothing to do. You better go melt the snow, Dad. I think there's a. Uh, if you grab a hair dryer, you could probably make some serious progress on melting the snow. Well, not at the beginning, as there was a lot of snow. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, as usual, everybody loves you, okay? Yeah, I love them. You guys are awesome. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you guys. And you yourself are great. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to you later on the week. I love you. Oh. I love you, baby. Oh, I love you too. Uh, bye, Joanne. Love and you by too. Way, yeah. Uh huh. Spend a little less money on the wedding. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Okay, yeah, that's that's. I have to sell my house to help you out. I'm I'm with you. I am with you. Believe me, it's not. It's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. Oh boy. Yep. Poor guy. Yep. Okay, I love you. All right. Okay. See ya. Bye bye. I love you, honey. Love you too. Bye bye. Oh my God. That may have been our uh, longest edition of Dear Meathead. That was absolutely spectacular. His dying shouldn't take all the minutes he used. That uh, Let's see, what else did I write down? Humans are good people. My style of minimum info. I don't have common sense on a dead animal. I cannot understand the idiosyncrasies of the idiots and Percy is probably dead thank you for sending in questions for dear meathead Kenny says we need more reviews of previous meatheadisms from the past well um on the lost Zane recordings we have just really scratched the surface on that show of those old segments um, on the most recent episode, I think it was October 6th or 7th, 2016. Um, 
So we're only a handful of weeks into the actual start of that bit. So you've got all of those episodes once a week. So, oh my God. So, uh, Pellerito. Because he listens to these shows, okay? And then he writes careful notes as to what happened so that I can make them available on the Lost Zane recordings. I mean, he does, like, work. It's awesome. Um, if you... if. If you can pull one of those, that would be awesome whenever you do those. Only if it's not like eating into more of your time. And by the way, uh, now known as Aram officially. Is that Aram, how we're supposed to say it? Aram? He, my dad seems to think that your name is pronounced Aram instead of Aram, which I kind of like Aram better than uh, Aram. Kyle writes, I was listening to the Lost Zane recordings at the gym this morning in case anyone asked. Hopefully you had earbuds in. Come on now. Okay. Corey says, wait till your chicken becomes slimy, then eat it raw. What? Shut up. Uh, all right. That was, that was fun. Aram says that's how Armenians say it. Well, I guess I got to call you Aram now. Aram. But I like Aram too. I'm probably going to go back to Aram. Let me just get out in front of that. All right. Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Thank you so much. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. That's where the great food giveaway number two is going to be on December 23rd. If you know a charity that could use a $1,000 gift, you need to go to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV's Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Irvine's, E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Go there, right at the top. There's the little descriptor about what they're doing. Leave a charity name. Hey, I think so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so would be excellent local charity. And then they review it. They look at it, hmm, does this look good? Hmm. So they have to kind of you know, discern, which is not easy to do because they get all sorts of worthy charities that people suggest, and then they figure out what works best for them on that giving. So really, really great that they do this every single year. And oh, by the way, uh, get your cars fixed there. For whatever type of uh, issue you have that's keeping it from doing its job, uh, get it repaired at Irvine's domestic, uh, Asian, European vehicles, with the exception of Volkswagen. They do it all hybrids, electric vehicles, Irvine's auto repair, Grand Rapids hybrid, and EV 616-532-6600. Uh, the uh, Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage encourages you to call upon them if you need a mortgage from anywhere in the U.S. 231-332-6505. Thank you so much. There are exceptions, South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. They can't help you there. They can, they can direct you to someone who does know, but they themselves cannot help you. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, refi. You can get a, a mortgage nowadays. Uh, it's still very, very low. If you go the route of the 15-year mortgage fixed rate, you can get a, a rate damn near 2.7%, maybe lower. Okay, 
That's incredible. I've got a pal. His name is Racist Tom. He's been featured on the Patreon before, or Tom the Racist. Tom the Racist, when he bought his first house in Detroit, the interest rate on the house was 19% on the mortgage. That was in the uh, early 1980s when the economy was shit. Can you imagine buying a home with 18 to 19% interest? What the fuck? You think it's bad now? You guys sitting there bitching about a few cents per gallon? Oh no, inflation on this meat is, oh, what am I going to do? Shut up. Shut up. Anyway. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. NMLS number 3035-231-332-6505. Entertainment option for you. TC Paintball. I love these guys so much. We're getting ready uh, to plan Paintball War number 17. Um, I want a full ethnic compilation of of people playing. Now, we have representatives uh, from Honduras and Mexico. Now, here's the thing. These Mexicans and all of the uh, Spanish-speaking participants are super cocky now because they won the last paintball war. Now, I'm representing um, the MAGA group. Even though I can't stand MAGA and I can't stand Trump, I want to kick their ass. So we're all going to dress in MAGA gear and bring back the border war between these assholes. And uh, we're going to start the paintball war uh, between the MAGA crew dressed in uh, Trump hats, wearing red T-shirts. And they're going to be on the other side um, carrying a sack lunch that's given to them by some humanitarian people. And they have no shoes and they have to have a baby on their back. And then we're going to shoot the fuck out of them. That's how paintball war 17 is going to start. Gay, make it happen. Tell all those Mexicans they need to bring their babies and put them into one of those contraptions on the, under their back. And we're going to start the paintball war. They're going to have a Meyer bag with a styrofoam container that has like a couple pigs in a blanket given to them by uh, the Red Cross. And they got to carry the food to the wall. And then we're going to shoot the shit out of them. And we're going to win this fight. We're not going to take, you guys can't be getting cocky like you did last time. We're going to kick their ass. Uh, I am extremely strong on the racist jokes today, and I need that to be acknowledged. Okay. We have some strong racism on the show. I feel very good about this uh, abundance of racism. This is the most fun you've ever had listening to racist jokes about paintball war number 17. By the way, I hate Trump. Fuck him. All of that is bullshit. We will be doing none of that. Okay. I wanted to yell to Madre Azuna Puta at them, but I figured they wouldn't know it was a joke. No, I did that. I did do that to them during the paintball war. You should go on YouTube and look up the song. Everyone's a little bit racist. It's from an off-Broadway show, and it's pretty funny. Oh, yeah, we all are, whether we know it or not. We're all a little racist. Come on now. 
Everybody. Uh, Rick writes, December 19 for Eric Zane show podcast, Painball War 17, call me today. Ooh. Oh, that is a uh, Sunday. Um, well, unfortunately, I've got a hockey game at four. So that's going to shoot that right in the dick hole. I can't do that one. Hmm. Sorry about that. So that's out. <laughs> Jimmy says, hi, Eric. Did you break down the Wings game yet? I did mention you and you uh, 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 approaching me with the Bruins are going to kick the Red Wings ass. I did discuss that. Okay. I did discuss that and you got your ass handed to you. Uh, uh, the Red Wings had Nedeljkovic in goal. He only he was spectacular. He only gave up one. And the Wings now have gone ahead of the Bruins in the standing. So fuck you and your Bruins bullshit. All right? Screw you, Jimmy. And don't look now, but the Red Wings are fucking having a hell of a year compared to what they've done in the past. They got a puncher's chance at making the playoffs this year. Ooh, boy. Look out, Stevie Y, baby. I ran into the little ball of hate yesterday. Not yesterday. The last hockey game. This guy's a legend. Who knows who the little ball of hate is? And how he got that nickname. The general manager of the Grand Rapids Griffins is the little ball of hate. That would be one Pat Verbeek. Come around the corner and there's a little ball of hate. I'm like, Mr. Verbeek, how are you? Because call me Pat. Don't call me Mr. Verbeek. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, oh my God. Well, how are you? He goes, doing good, doing good. Try to see what's up with this hockey team. He just sit there and they scout players. Tough job. Sit there, watch who their 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 current batch, and then they gotta watch the other team. And they're like, ah, we might be able to use that guy. I don't know. As you pull a trigger on it. Then he's got a report to Steve Eisen about what the fuck's going on here in Grand Rapids. Pat Verbeek got the name, the little ball of hate when he played in Hartford with Shanny. Brendan Shanahan is the big ball of hate. Not a lot of people know that. And then that meant Verbeek, who's like my height, would earn the nickname, the little ball of hate. Very large chip on his little shoulder when he played. Classic. Absolutely classic. I love hockey people so much. All right. School shooting. This was, uh, this is pretty screwed up. Um, 15-year-old kid, I covered a lot of this with my dad. Handgun believed to uh, be purchased by the dad. Um, here's the thing. Um, yeah, you you buy a handgun. You uh, if you don't keep it on you, it you know you got to lock it up. Um, that's pretty much standard thing. Um, if it's not on, it, let's just say he has a concealed pistol license, then he would keep it on him at all times. And then if he puts it away, it doesn't just get put on a shelf, you know. Just got the gun. Who knows? Um, 
there's just so much to speculate about. Was this the type of kid that the dad was like, oh boy, I don't know. This kid's a handful. Um, maybe not. Maybe there's no sign of that ever. You never can tell. Uh, it'd be risky to speculate anything at this point. I do know this. I have already seen the usual suspects start to refer to this. The tragedy of gun violence. And it's like, isn't any violence tragic? I mean, isn't uh, driving a van through the dancing grannies? Isn't that, the door just opened behind me, that was Daisy. Isn't that, uh, I mean, do we, no one's going to say van violence. It's just a, a horrible act by a deranged human being just happened to be using a van in this case, a horrible act by a, der- a deranged individual where he used a pistol. Little fuck had three magazines with him. Marched into Oxford High School. Uh, the, the students, everybody was uh, well-versed on barricading. And that turned out to be a life-saving thing. Kids locked in the school. Uh, I'm going to uh, bust out this video here from a classroom. Now, this is remarkable to me. In this clip. The students are in the classroom and they hear a voice outside of the hall. It's the sheriff's department. It's okay to come out now. That is the shooter trying to convince them to come out. And they weren't buying it. Let me, uh, sorry, I'm screwing this up. I want to make sure I get this video. Okay, so there's the setting. Listen to this. Did you hear that? He said, Sheriff's office, it's safe to come out. Let me back that up. To come out. Yes! Sheriff's office, it's safe to come out. Yeah, he said it's safe to come out. Okay, so they're thinking about going out. They're thinking about opening that door. This kid in the back here, he's the one doing the talking. Back of the shot there. That's by that door. He thinks better of it. Yeah, he said it's safe to come out. Now we're not willing to take that risk right now. I can't hear you. We're not taking that risk right now. Okay, well, the door. Look at my bag, bro. Yeah, bro. He said, bro. He said, bro. Running across the courtyard because they know he's outside of the fucking door. Slow down, you're fine. Deputy. Oh, that is fucked. So that was the maniac. More information on this thing. Uh, seven other students and a teacher were shot in this this rampage. Uh, 
Nick says, parenting plays a huge role in these things or lack thereof. I guess the only question is, what does the FBI file look like on this monster? I'm sure he has one. Don't know. We, you know, I mean, we've seen it all over the years. We've seen kid who, you know, was as normal as any kid who just, for whatever reason, uh, this happens. And then the other kid, are you like, oh boy, we knew that was going to happen with him. Hard to say. I guess I go back to the point that I made when I was talking with my father. Um, I, I, I did this yesterday. I went back and looked at um, incidents, school shootings over the years. And uh, they, they've, you know, from, from as far back as uh, every, well, every, it's listed every single one that's happened in the United States back to the 1800s. And uh, all throughout uh, the years that I went to school, there was a handful of these incidents where, like, typically it was like at one of the inner city Detroit schools, some kid gets shot or uh, one kid. It's not like a it wasn't of the nature of like the style of what happened yesterday. It was different. Um, And, uh, you know, the, the Columbine incident, something like that, or Virginia Tech where, um, you know, it's wasn't like that. And I, and, and, and that's, that's, and, and my question is what the fuck has happened in these decades that's made this, is it because it's happened once or twice and then the world sees it now, it's easier to spread this information. I think that that might have something to do with it. If you think about it, if we didn't have the ability to, to see things like at any one point, you can see imagery of uh, 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 Harris and Klebold walking through Columbine with their trench coats shooting people. That is seen. And, I, you know, it kind of like almost is a blueprint for the crazy, oh, this is what I do. And the ability for information to quickly get out there to the world, it's quite easy to influence a fragile mind. We didn't have that. So could it be that as the Internet grew, the likelihood of this type of incident manifesting could be have something to do with that? Because I know for a fact, at least in my opinion, I can't say I know for a fact anything. My opinion, it isn't about the weapons. It's about all of the other factors that contribute to what manipulates a, a young mind. Uh, Amanda says, I recommend American Tragedy on Amazon Prime. It's about Dylan Klebold's family and how normal they were. Eric, there are so many documentaries out there. Just checked uh, about this. Just check them out. I, that's very interesting to me. I wonder. I mean, I don't know shit about shit. But, I mean, if you were to track um, how people are influenced by things they see on their phones and their computers, it makes me wonder. Um yeah, I, I, I don't buy the argument that we need to uh, limit guns because terrible things are going to happen. Whether the, if, if we could wave a magic wand and say there are no guns, you would still have attacks on communities at schools in some way, shape, or form. I don't, I don't, I don't buy the argument that it's the gun's fault. So um, I'm just getting out in front of it because it's already begun. Hours after... This massacre, uh, people referring to it as gun violence. And it's like, that's such a shit term. 
We got to stop gun violence. You fucking asshole. My God. That's not the problem. What the hell do I know? I'm just a dumbass with a podcast. All right. I already got ahead of the uh, uh, palate cleansing with the duck with the zoomies. That was fantastic. So there you go. Dear Meathead is in the books. I've got uh, a little bit more for you to talk about. Hey, I do have a Patreon. If you like this show, the live stream, this free show on Twitch, think about the Patreon. And here's why. It isn't just one show a week or two shows a month or something like that. I put out 15 hours of content a week on my Patreon. It's part of my job. My daily job is podcasting. What do you do for a living? I podcast every day. So if you like this show, it continues. We do another 30, 40 every day with the uh, daily Patreon bonus podcast. Try it. This is what I mean by that. Throw five bucks at it for a month. Test it out. Give it a test run. Yeah, it's five bucks, but, uh, you know, if you hate it and just cancel it and you're out five bucks, no big deal. Not that big of a commitment. If you like it, you can let it ride or uh, convert it to a yearly and I will knock 10% off of that fee. That's for all of the audio, five bucks a month. Audio, video, live streams, 10 bucks a month. You can get more information at patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Eric Zane. Thank you very much. Nick adds to our discussion, um, being my point of view, uh, I think it has a lot to do with how isolated kids feel these days. Bullying used to stop when you went home. Ooh, this is a wonderful point. Not anymore. We're more connected than we've ever been, but we're physically more isolated than ever. Boy, that's tough and true. What to do? My God. It's kind of like we need to have access to that type of thing, but it's almost like part of the parenting playbook has to be... Um somehow being the gatekeeper of that, you know? That's tough. Very, very tough. Mike is in Canada. Um, They have gun control there. He writes, only hard criminals, police, and hunters have guns here. Only hard criminals? We have kids who get picked on. Kids who lost their minds, but no school shootings. It's interesting. Kyle adds, best cure for bullying in school is to have three older brothers. Bullies in school were nothing when compared to what an older brother will say or do. Yeah, my brother Jim used to kick ass. He used to do that for me. However, he was beating the ass of kids that are four years younger than him. Because I was such a pussy, Jim would show up at the elementary school. He's 15. He's a freshman in high school, and he kicks an 11-year-old's ass. (laughs) Until the 11-year-old tells his brother and kicks my brother's ass. And then my brother's like, dude, I can't do this anymore for you. Enough. You're going to have to figure this shit out on your own. I'm not doing it. 
All right. Still time on the great flooring giveaway from Bennett Flooring Installation. Don't be shy about this. Some of you folks are in a scenario where, you know, the floor is all beaten up and you'd love to take care of it, but it's just not working out for you. You might be spending your money on, you know, um, taking care of a loved one or something like that, uh, or you're, you're stuck between jobs or something's just not right. This type of boost, getting a new flooring setup in your home from Bennett Flooring Installation for free as a gift, as a recipient of the great flooring giveaway, I tell you what, it's just going to make you feel so much better knowing that someone cares about you. So don't be shy about that. Tell me what's going on in your life. I've gotten some great stories that are, frankly, heartbreaking. But we're pouring over them, and we will have a recipient announced in uh, just a few weeks. I believe it is the 20th of December that we are doing that. We are announcing the recipient for the Great Flooring Giveaway, so get them in. Uh, you got plenty of time to do that. So gather your thoughts, wrap your mind around this, how you want to approach it, write it, read it, edit, whatever it may be. Let me know. Give me some details. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. And thank you to Bennett Flooring Installation for doing this. Jacob and Jason doing this, giving back to the community. It is a very, very kind gesture. Uh, consider them if you need new flooring installed. 616-318-0167. For Bennett Flooring Installation. They will show up. They'll measure. You go. You buy the flooring from Johnson Carpet One in beautiful Granville, Michigan. And uh, off you go. 616-318-0167. And as I was indicating, a brand new sponsor. Not brand new. They've been on before. But this is where Kent dropped the E at a U works. In downtown Granville, Michigan on Main Street. You can't miss it. It's a prime location. You'll see Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home on the south side of the street. Okay? Just a little bit uh, down the road is the outlet store. Okay? That's where Kent dropped the E at a U-Works. They buy some things uh, there at the, at the, the regular store that they get overstocked on, and then they price it cheaper. Kent sells flooring there. I've purchased flooring from the outlet center. I think that's what you describe it as. Is it outlet? Is it, I don't know, surplus? One of those places. You can't miss it either. Um, you buy it there for cheap, and then you have Bennett install it. Okay, so you buy the flooring from Johnson Carpet One Flooring Home, and then you have Bennett Flooring Installation install it. Okay, in downtown Granville in West Michigan, johnsoncarpet1granville.com. I've got a link for their website at ericzaneshow.com. Carpet, luxury, vinyl, hardwood, tile, laminate, even more. They got a phone number, 616-426-9565. Go to the showroom and just talk with some of the fantastic people there who are like, oh man, we want this flooring in your home. We've got some great choices here. Look at this. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? They've got like one of these uh, computer uh, programs called a room visualizer on their website where you can just like it's a new tool and you click on like what your home could look like. It's really fantastic. So that's where you're getting the flooring from Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Thank you, Darwin. Thank you, Kent. Thank you, Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. All right. 
Let me wrap this up because I've got two more sponsors I've got to get to. And then I've got a hilarious email and the asshole of the day that you're just going to love. Hold on a second here. It's the outlet. Kent says it is the Johnson Carpet One outlet store. We buy in bulk and hold the inventory. You pay less. Okay. For, so it's like they don't buy everything in bulk, but the things that they do buy in bulk, you're going to get for cheaper because they bought a lot of it. Kent, where exactly can I find the outlet? Okay. Because I know where Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home is. You're a little bit down the road from them selling the flooring at the outlet. So tell me exactly where to find it. Because I want these folks to know. And they can always just reach out to you too. So that's cool. The outlet, they buy in bulk. They hold the inventory. No special ordering. 3170 Broadway Avenue right behind Little Caesars on Chicago Drive. I got some guy listening in Washington right now. He's like, wait, what What the? I, I can't. I, I know. I know. Uh, what about special orders? Shut up, Terry. Um, I talked to Frank the Tank Fuss yesterday, setting the NFK and I up with our insurance. Um, you folks have been great in responding to the advertising. Please keep doing it. Please reach out to Frank the Tank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. He is a licensed independent insurance broker. He wants to work for you, and he's doing it for free. That's how it works. A licensed independent insurance broker who does everything for you no charge. He gets his money from the insurance companies. That's his job. That's what they do. They get their products, insurance policies, out to the masses through people like Frank. So then when I call Frank and I say, Frank, it's, uh, he first he reaches out to me and says, Eric saying, it's time to enroll for your Obamacare. You're self-employed. Yes, that's right, Frank. Okay, well, when are we meeting? Well, let's meet this uh, November 10th at 3 p.m. Okay. He calls me up. He asks me a series of questions. Takes about 15 minutes. Before I know it, everything is secured. He does everything. He gets me into a great policy. He makes sure all my needs are met. He makes sure I have the dental coverage I need. It's all done. Otherwise, I have to go to healthcare.gov. Clicky, clicky, fuck it up, fuck it up. Oh, God, I lost my coverage. Oh, no, I lost my doctor. I'm a stupid shit. My wife hates me. Don't do that. 616 914 Four zero seven zero, or go to buyinsurancehere.com. Swear to God, this is my last sponsor. I got to pay these bills, man. Um, if you're growing cannabis, there's only one place to buy the necessary things to ensure an appropriate amount of growth. Right now, you're growing plants indoors. Do you have the right mediums? Do you have the right fertilizers? Do you have the right lights? Do you have the right... Uh, air scrubbers, making sure that those plants are getting what they need to grow. You can spend a fortune doing this. I mean, some people are like, this is some people like comic books. Some people do model trains. If you're Kenny, you've got an apartment lined with stupid stand-up video games. By the way, um, Kenny said to me the other day, he goes, man, <laughs> I don't know how you plan vacations 
with all that money. Because we were talking about taking a trip to Disney for my grandkids. Oh, man, it's just ridiculous the amount of money. It's like, do you realize you have an arcade in your apartment? Do you realize that if I am delivering DoorDash to door uh, to your door and you open it, they're going to hear and a fucking a fucking wall of video games? What the fuck? Oh my god! I, talk about uh, spending money on something that is that is ridiculous. What the fuck? But and, and another thing, your daughter is getting married, and this dude that she's marrying, and you want to make a good first impression on him, and you want him to make a good first impression on you. Well, okay, half of that is probably going to be mad when he impresses you, but uh, he's going to walk into your place, and uh, you're going to be like, hey, hey, son, come on over here. Come talk to me over a game of Rampage. <laughs> oh, ooh, oh, my back. I mean, come on. Would you get rid of the video games, for God's sake? You're a 65-year-old man. Jesus. Well, anyway, my point in all this is people have their hobbies. Some people grow pot and you want to do a good job of it. You don't want it to be all wilted and stupid and useless. Grow a big, gigantic plant indoors with Horizon Hydroponics. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N. That's a Z-E-N. They spell, you know, Zen. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Buy online. They can ship it anywhere in the U.S. for free for orders $250 and more. Uh, Christmas shopping, buy the pot, add in your list, something from Horizon Hydroponics. Use the coupon code ZaneShow at checkout, save you 10%. Uh, there's a phone number on their website. Call it before you buy if you have any questions. They can help you out. You know, what the hell the thing does you're thinking about buying. Or buy it online and then pick it up. You can do that too. They got four stores, one in Grand Rapids on Alpine, one Growers Outlet in, Growers Outlet in Byron Center. They're in Kalamazoo and Lansing. In fact, I'm going to see John from Horizon Hydroponics today at 4 p.m. We have another live, Facebook Live, uh, Growers 101 segment. Okay. Slug Magic writes, Eric making fun of people for gaming on a site predominantly for streaming gaming. Never change, Eric. Kyle writes, makes fun of Kenny. Goes back to reading ads. Side note. Speaking of gaming on Twitch, which that's true. People gay, they play their video games and then they talk. Well, that's what Twitch started as. Well, then along came Amazon, purchased it for a lot of money. And then they said, hey, think we can put shows on there who watch fucking podcasts. That's where this comes in. Uh. I noticed that Anthony Cumia is on Twitch. I'm like, oh, what does Anthony do on Twitch? He doesn't do a show. He plays video games and talks. Uh, well, I don't know what shoot 'em up game he's playing, Call of Duty or whatever. I noticed that he played a game for seven and a half hours the other day. 
seven and a half hours. And he's just sitting there looking at the fucking thing, making comments. It's funny hearing him do commentary. But fucking A, I, I, I can't think of anything I would want to do for... Who has fucking seven and a half hours to do any fucking thing? <laughs> Fuck. He on Twitch is uh, A. Kumia. So if you if that's what you want to do, if you like Anthony, you can follow him at A Kumia. Twitch.tv slash A Kumia. C U M I A. Um, you should stream yourself playing a game so we can watch you get nauseous and throw up. Yeah, that is not fun. In fact, that's why I shut it down because I was watching him play and I'm watching the scaling of it, and I went, Oh boy, here it comes. Can't do it, man. No, no, no. Not that is a, and I'm glad, I'm glad my body tricks me so that I can't waste my fucking time playing fucking video games. Jesus. All right. I can't do anything for seven and a half hours. A video game for seven and a half hours. Holy shit. I would feel disgusted with myself. I would feel so bad. If I did that, I would feel like I just robbed a bank or something. I would just, it would just be terrible. Uh, the other day I hooked up the raspberry pie that, uh, Kenny made shows a little heavy on Kenny references today. I don't care for it. Uh, and I busted out, uh, Zelda. Is that what it's called? Zelda legend. According to Zelda, I don't know what the fuck it is. The first one. That was fun. I don't have to do that for about another 10 years. The NFK. It's 14 hours of TV watching. Boy, you're not kidding. Okay, I got to get to this email. Jesse writes this. Stand by. Eric, I had something happen yesterday that made me think. That this is something that would happen to the Eric Zane family. I can't believe it's happening right now. And what is happening right now, Eric, is going to suck for the next hour. So something happened to him. And while he was in the middle of it, he's writing to me what he's experiencing. My son has cerebral palsy. So I have to take him to the children's hospital in Philadelphia for about a two and a half hour drive. Now that detail really doesn't have anything to do with the story other than if he just said I was in a long car ride, that would have been fine. But he took the long way and told me about the issue. But that really doesn't have anything to do with the story. My mother-in-law went along with me. On the way back, she says, Jesse, Get off at this rest area. I don't know why she sounds like Kate. Jess, you got to get off at this rest area. I guess because he's in Philly. So I did. I could tell my mother-in-law was uncomfortable. Oh, dear God. Oh, please hurry. Okay, get it in park. Okay, that's right. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay. Slams the door, walks away. Jesse writes short time later, boy, she's taking a long time while in there. She comes walking out 
quote, and Jesse wrote this again while it's happening. He thought of me. I got to get, I got to reach out to Eric Zing. I'm sorry, but it's going to stink in here. I didn't quite make it to the shitter. Jesse writes, yup, she shit her pants. And I had to ride about an hour or so home in the stench of my mother-in-law's feces. I left my truck windows down for about five hours last night. It still smells like poo in there. Oh, yeah. Just just light it on fire, man. It's your mother-in-law's uh, yesterday's lasagna from your mother-in-law. You're smelling what she chewed up. It went through her system. Uh, the magic wand called the colon churned it till it became a turd. It then flattened on her pants and now it's in your it's in the fucking seat if it's cloth seats there is there's no hope the only thing is uh rip the seats out and throw them and burn them or destroy the vehicle if it's leather seats you might have a chance i don't know this is all bad I wrote, holy shit, literally, this is so funny. Thanks for sharing. I'm going to read it on Wednesday's show. He says, yes, you can. Nobody that knows me personally listens. Well, that's probably true for everyone. Nobody knows this show. Oh, my God. Spectacular share, Jesse. Spectacular. Whew. While that's going on, it's too bad I mentioned video games. But these nerds are now talking about Halo. You assholes. Corey, also known as public underscore nuisance, has a stream. So that's what you do. Click on his name and follow his stupid stream. And uh, you can listen to Corey talk dumb video games. Oh, man. Chris says you got the nerds fired up. It's a love collection. God, you guys are disgusting. All right. Asshole of the day. We've covered a lot of ground today. Who's it going to be? You know, asshole of the day sometimes is a jokey, laughy type of thing. Uh, sometimes it's of a more sinister variety, and we have two strong examples of each of those things today. Um, you've got Amanda, who just went out of her way to try to fuck me up. You had Kenny, but Kenny wasn't malicious. I don't believe that. It's He's just stupid. Okay, that's all it is. Just a stupid mistake. It just happened. Oh, no, you didn't hear from my dad. I'm telling you, man. When I saw that you wrote that, I would have punched you in the face if you were here. Shh. T-H-I-N-K. T-H-I-N-K. You must think before you speak from now on. Think, think, think. You got, it, it worked out because the temper tantrum, from what I'm told, was entertaining. But my God. I, my, my blood pressure went so damn high. I was so pissed off. 
And then Amanda, you made it even worse. Actually trying to uh, intentionally screw me up. The worst part is I had to hear both of your disgusting voices. And then you got a uh, Oxford school shooter. I don't know, man. What do you guys think? Do we go Amanda? Intentional attack of me. Kenny, stupid, unintentional attack of me or a school shooter. That's crazy that this is even up for debate. Hmm. Adam says school shooter kid. Uh, by the way, the parents of the school shooter uh, said the kid is not allowed to talk to the police. And they have a lawyer, obviously. Um, and so if I have a kid who's a school shooter, I, I'm just going to give him up. Okay, right there, I'm going to have a document that says you disown your child. If my kid shoots up a school, like if Madison smuggles out my guns and goes and shoots up Hope College today, I'm losing a child. That's it. Uh, good point by Jesse. The school shooter's deranged, motherfucker. He's not an asshole. And not the school shooter. This is supposed to be a fun bit. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a little too real. By the way, I'll bet you $1 million one of two things happened. On the radio today, the world's fucking stupidest, worst radio show, Free Beer and Hot Wings, either did not mention it, or if they did, they did a, quote, very special episode today where they got real with the audience and talked about their feelings or some shit or somehow got on a soapbox anti-gun predictions. Said nothing about it or very special episode where they opened up the foods and people uh, uh, gave their two cents about it. Uh, or Hot Wings laugh talked about the shooting. I'm guessing nothing was said. Not a thing. Here's your asshole of the day. Amanda. Big supporter of the show. Jerk. Seabear495 says they mentioned it. They asked the question. What question? Oh, they asked, what do we do about this? What? You got a fucking brain. Plant a flag and say something, stupid. That's what a fucking radio show is supposed to do, you idiot. Jesse writes, Freebear did not talk about banging his high school-aged wife again. I don't think she's that young. I think she's 38. I'm pretty sure. Um, and she has three very young children. So now that sap has six kids living with him. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Ah! 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. No, he didn't get remarried, but he already moved the new girl in. Oh, oh no. Easy, big fella. Easy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes, big guy. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Who's not telling him? Who is he not talking to? Oh. Someone needs to say, look, dude, we, we need to, we need to, I'm doing you a favor. You may not like what I'm about to tell you, but somebody's got to tell you. This is dangerous fucking, you're going to be Tony Gates. You understand that if this happens again in, I don't know, four years, you're going to be fucking living in Croton in a trailer. Be careful. Holy shit. Ooh. Yeah, that's uh that's scary shit. Oh boy. Yikes. All right. Now you guys are really throwing some mean comments at him. Kenny says, remember, though, free beer is a great husband. He is. Yeah, I remember him telling us that on the radio. Uh, Seabear495 says, they still make bank, though, don't they? Well, yeah, I'm sure, but half as much. You know? Wait, he legit got married? No, I don't think so. As far as I don't, I mean, I don't know that. I don't think he got married. Does anybody, unless you know something, I don't know. I know that they, I know that they all live together. Um, and he doesn't have his kids all the time because his wife gets the kids. And then they, you know, that's a lot of, you got like platoons shifting in and out of the house. It's a very uh, uh, dynamic, uh, fluid scenario. Um, Nick says, when you're the best husband, you tend to get divorced and dating girls, you pick up at the bus stop. That's not even funny. That's, that's ridiculous. Okay. I wonder how they met. I wonder what the story is. Um, he's, he's given some details, but all of a sudden it was just like, like a day after the, he was like dividing. I think he was done being divorced. He just announced on the radio. Hey, guess what? I got a girlfriend. And people are like, Huh? So he's kind of just like a slipped into the role of it. There's nothing. He hasn't really kind of uh, detailed it. It's just kind of like, here you go. Instant family. Welcome. It, it's, it's been a little light on the details of how that all unfolded, but uh, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Um, let's see. Yeah, they, I would guess. See, I know they had to take a pay cut. Here's the thing. When I, I'll be perfectly honest with you, 2016, it was fantastic. Had a fantastic year. Um, I've said it before, so I'll just come out and tell you right now. We, 
each made, Greg made more than us. Because remember, Greg said, guys, I feel I work harder than you and I want more money. True conversation that happened. Guys, I feel like uh, I do more. And we go, what? Yes. I feel like I do more. Novak said before he died that I should be getting more points. Uh, okay. So Halvings and I said, all right, just give him a couple points. Um, I think that amounted to like $2,500 more a month. Greg would get than us. It's a lot of money. We're making great money. Um, so 2016, the final year, or 2015, 2016 is when I got fired. So 2015, huge amounts of cash. Now, Dan and I gave a lot of money away, a lot of money away. Um, we were tithing. 10%, uh, 5% went to um, Catholic Church, 4% went to the AT Children's Project, 1% went to, um, wait a minute, how did it go? Oh, Catholic Services Appeal. 5% Catholic Church, 4% AT Children's Project, 1% Catholic Services Appeal, which is a monthly uh, once a year thing that they that they do, the Catholic Services Appeal. So we were legit tithing. But we were making so much fucking money, it didn't matter. It was great money. We made four hundred and I made $451,000 in 2015. And um, so we'd give all that money away, which was uh, resulted in, let's see, um, just over $45,000. Um, and then you know, living. I didn't have a lot of expenses. Paid off our student loans and saved as much as I could. So then there was about two, three years of that. So, you know, then the payout, they gave me $100,000 when they bought me out. Actually, $110,000. Took that money, saved it. And I've been saving. I haven't touched it. So, um, the point of all this is do the podcast. Don't touch my savings. Retire with my savings. All right. So that being said, though, I know they took a fucking pay cut because everybody in radio took a pay cut during as soon as the pandemic hit. Radio was already circling the drain. So then they announced they announced. Hey, we just signed a new contract. We're going to be here in Grand Rapids. I can promise you that contract negotiation went like this. Whatever big wig from Town Square walked in, he goes, hey, guys, we're bleeding money. We're going to need a pay cut across the board. We will give you, in exchange, uh, all these unranked shitty markets. Now, Greg, one thing that he's all about, and Greg is the leader of the show. He is the big swinging pink dick on that show. Greg loves stations. He wants to be Ace and TJ. Actually, they're actually more of a chick show than Ace and TJ is now these days. But anyway, I digress. They said, we're going to give you Mellenberg, Montana... Queenscape, Arkansas, and Lowenstein, South Carolina. Those markets in exchange for a huge pay cut. We'll sign. We'll sign. We'll sign. 
So then you notice in the past year, they're like, hey, we welcome in uh, 94-1, the blaze, or whatever the fuck. That's what happened. So technically, they can make their money back through ads, but it's radio, so nobody gives a fuck. They got Mellenberg shit, man. That's how it's done right there. Yeah, they picked up Lansing, Michigan, all these little bergs and shit like that. That's important to them. And then they add it to their roster and they like, look, hey, we're the next Bob and Tom. <laughs> yes. So you take divorce half. So let's say these fuckers saved $5 million up. Mrs. Greg gets two and a half plus alimony. Oh my God. Plus child support. Motherfuck. So off the top, that's how it goes. That's unbelievable. And I guess my point in all this is if you're going to go and move in, you better be damn sure. Because if this happens again, man, Ooh, you will be moving in with Tony Gates in the poverty shack, okay? You're going to move up to Croton, live in a fucking trailer, and get meals on wheels delivering shit to you if you're not careful. Not to mention you're going to be 70 years old when one of those fucking kids graduates. So holy shit, dude, you might want to fucking think about this. Is Joe dealt into the partnership? I have no idea. I can only tell you what I know. Uh, Corey says, actually, now you say it, they started playing in Augusta, Maine, probably right before the pandemic. They recently stopped being played there. Yeah, all these stations, they put them on for a year and then they quit. They signed on Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is another classic moment. They signed on Fort Wayne, Indiana, and in le- like 10 months, got the Ziggy. So big, big deal when they signed him on. Hey, we welcome in uh, 94-1, the, the llama or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, and then there's, I think there was one that was, um, I, I, it was weird because I was following their affiliates. They signed one on in Oregon of all places. And then it took like a week and in like a week, it just stopped. And I don't know what the fuck happened there. I'm guessing, whatever. People, here's the thing. A lot of these radio stations, they put them on and they don't, after they hear the show, they get buyer's remorse. They're like, wait a minute. Oh boy, everybody fucking hates this. Oh no. Seabear495 says, Zane, I still remember the slaughter the Turks Armenian meatballs. Would you like that recipe? Like right now? Slaughter the Turks. Hmm. Where is that recipe? Aha. I don't know if I can do this. I'm Twitch. I'm going to try it. No, I can't. 
can link it up. This is what I'll do. I think I even posted it on my website, but I'll do that again. I'll post it on the website and then link it up in the show notes of this podcast. You're going to love that. It's one of the greatest recipes ever made. Okay. Uh, That trip down memory lane. Not intended. I just stumbled into that, but I love telling fucking radio stories. And that's kind of a hodgepodge of radio stories. And also my two cents about Greg now and this relationship. Oh my God. Be careful, man. Be careful. Rough waters ahead. Oh, be careful. Holy shit. Somebody reach out to him telling me, be careful. Do not seek the treasure, my man. Jesus. All right. That is it. I'm done with the podcast. Yeah, but I'm going to leave you with a uh, commercial as I wind down with the theme. And then we're going to raid another show. Okay, we're going to raid another show again. Kenny says as long as he gets the free beer and hot wings checked. Well, yeah, look, but you got to understand. It's compromised now. I'm telling you, he's not making as much money. It's grossly, grossly less. A huge amount less than what it was. All right. Bear says, where are the show notes for this recipe? All right, you can figure this out. What I need you to do is go to Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify and search Eric Zane Show Podcast. Subscribe to that. In a matter of an hour, I'm going to publish the audio podcast. There, it includes a rundown of all the things I talked about. And there'll be a link to that exact thing. My point is, you may be getting the show on Twitch right now, but you should subscribe to the audio podcast too. I get internet points when you do that. So important that you follow me on Twitch. If I can average 75 viewers, I can be granted partner status on Twitch. That's huge. So follow me on Twitch. That's the last hurdle that I need to uh, clear on Twitch. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Stay there, too. Stay there. I got a raid coming up. Who knows where we'll go.